Tonight, KLFY Sports is getting you ready for the upcoming Rage and Cajun football season. Hear from the ballers, the shot callers, and for the first time on KLFY, George attempts a punt that you have to see to believe. This is Cajun Kickoff, a Cajun Nation special presentation. Here is George Faust and Karaski Melvin. Uh, hi, hello, and welcome to this special edition of Inside Cajun Nation. I'm George Faust, as always, joined by Karaski Mel. This show is all about getting you ready for the Raging Cajun football opener. We are going to hear from the head man himself, Michael Desimo. Plus, this guy right over here is going to try his hand or foot at kicking with Kenneth Almendares. All right, we're going to do that, all that. But first, let's look at the Cajun offense going into this season. Here we go, feet, ball, that's it. Good, good spot, good spot. Turn them hands over, Kadarius. When you turn the page to the 2023 Raging Cajun offense, it's led by Ben Woolrich, named the starter thanks to his ability on and off the field, giving his team the best chance to win. At this point throughout the summer, he's shown that he is ready to go and do everything. Now it's time for him to make sure that he can go prove himself to his teammates and to everyone that mentally he's as far along as he is physically. I still got to come out here every day, put my best foot forward, lead the guys, right, lead the team, and then lead the offense. Um, we have goals as an offense, and we have like standards as an offense that we got to kind of achieve every day. And I think um, just holding the guys accountable and then them holding me accountable every day. You can't do anything if the big guys up front aren't doing their job. Luckily, this team has some key returners on the offensive line. It's always our uh, goal to continue the legacy and uh, even build it. So we look at it as um, an opportunity for us to make Cajun Nation look better and make UL look better. The linemen aren't the only ones trying to live up to the legacy. In the running back room, Terrence Williams headlines a bunch of guys ready to run the rock. You know, we got a, um, a, a damn good um, line. So we got a damn good running back room. So. It's, it's exciting, you know, knowing that that production has been, has been the standard here. You know, it, it, it was up to our job to uphold that standard and, and continue to make noise in the Sun Belt. At tight end, Neil Johnson should provide a spark from that position. As the second leading receiver a year ago, he's expected to contribute in 23. The wideout group may be the youngest, but they have Peter LeBlanc and Jacob Bernard to be the experience on hand. We also brought in a lot of great players too, so I think it's a it's a new experience for everybody. So I think the best thing that we can do is just move forward. We have a people in position. Um, you know, will they produce when the lights come on or not? We'll we'll find out here pretty soon. So that's my job to get them ready. In all, the Cajuns averaged 26 points a game a year ago and ranked eighth in the Sun Belt in total scoring. On the opposite side of the ball, a number of familiar faces are not on the 2023 Cajun defense. However, George, that's not a bad thing. In fact, it can lead to something good, opportunity. I just think these guys are foaming at the mouth to get an opportunity to play. The Cajun defense in 2023 turns over to new players, new starters, and new leaders. One of those new leaders, Linebacker Casey Osai. I'm a guy. I'm the type of guy that that knows that leadership isn't isn't just given. It's earned every single day. So I'm there every single day to earn their earn their earn their, uh, their respect. It's a chance for players to see more playing time. Senior linebacker Tyler Gidry plans to make the most of it. I was getting to my last year, getting the opportunity that I've been waiting for. 
I'm taking advantage of it. 2023 is also an opportunity to improve upon last year's six and seven record. We feel like it was times where we had guys down and we let them go last year. Like it will be uh, three good quarters of ball and maybe the fourth quarter will start letting guys slide. The defensive unit is looking to raise the standard no matter who is on the field. You expect you know, great things from this defense and from this team, honestly. All right, while I still have George here, he's going to talk with head coach Michael Desermo about the upcoming season. That is coming up on the Inside Cajun Nation kickoff special. Hi, hello, and welcome in to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust here, the head football coach at the University of Louisiana, Michael Desimo, and Coach, thanks so much for the time. Appreciate you uh, spending it with us uh, ahead of a football season that's bound to be exciting, no doubt about it. They always are. No, <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, look, I, I, let's start with offense and, uh, and talk a little bit about, uh, I, I guess, the, the head of the – snake so to speak in the quarterback position uh if you don't mind kind of just talk a little bit about uh well before we get to that let me let me ask you this about the summer and uh, how the how the off season went uh for you guys so far and, and getting ready for the season now but the summer program how'd that work and, and and do you feel like that was pretty successful yeah you know i mean we, we were we were really excited to get into fall camp because of the way the summer went uh you know, it, it goes all the way back to February. After we signed, we had our second signing day, and it was time to really start focusing on our team that's there right now in football. We got into off-season conditioning, and you could tell, like, the intent was a little bit different, the focus. Um, and so it was kind of like, well, you know, we might be onto something here. And then we get into spring, and we these guys just kept, they kept stacking up good days, and they just kept really working. And, um, you know, you saw some position groups that we needed to grow up, grow up, you know, make progress and do those things. So we were really excited going into the summer. And, uh, you know, this summer I was around, obviously, you know, got to be around there a lot. And uh, this is the best summer that I've ever been around in, in eight years since I've been here as a coach. Just the effort, the, 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 the chemistry on our team. I mean, you know, we have a really young team. We have a lot of guys that are sophomores and juniors, but they've played and they've got some experience. So it's really exciting for us because I think this team has a high ceiling. Um, you know, but it's still fun because you, you got a lot of pieces that you're still trying to fit in there and trying to figure out a little bit. And that's the fun in coaching, you know. Um, you know, every year you're going to lose some players that, that, and that's college football. You know, there, there are no long-term contracts. Uh, I guess now that COVID's over especially. But uh, <laughs> that's the fun part about coaching. You know, you, you get to kind of put that puzzle together every year. And um, we're excited about the pieces we have. Some of them are taking big steps where you want them to. Some of them are a little bit slower than, than, than what you would like. But uh, – that's kind of the nature of it. Everyone develops at a different rate. Yeah, and so you, you, you get through the summer, you start, you're starting the off season, you're getting ready for your first game, uh, but uh, you have kind of an assessment period. I guess that's kind of what you're in with fall camp. Uh, but at quarterback, you, you see something, uh, some experience from Ben Woolridge, a little bit more so than the other guys, I guess. And t talk about what he gives the team uh, as with regards to uh, maybe maybe he seems a little more mature, uh, not so much as a per I, maybe as a person, but I mean on the field, it seems like that he's got he's got a little bit more poise and 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 maturity in game uh, situations. You know, he, I think the thing that separates Ben the most from everyone else is, uh, you know, is just his leadership skill set. 
he is a field general, you know, and, and people use that term a lot of times like really loosely, you know, just because you play quarterback does not mean you're a field general, you know. Um, but for him, he understands what we're doing so well. He communicates so well. Um, and he's really worked so hard since he's been here that he's earned that trust. And he is just a, kind of naturally taking a leadership role in that group. And, you know, even last year when he started the year as a backup, he still had those traits and that didn't change, which is hard to do, you know. Uh, yeah, sure. So I, I think that's kind of what separates him a little bit. You know, I mean, Chandler and Zeon have been phenomenal right. this camp too. I mean, those guys, they're playing at a really, really high level. Um, which is a good thing for us, but what you're looking for, or it's going to be little things that separate, um, you know, but for Ben and with our team, his leadership and just his work ethic is something that, that separates him. And I think that's what his teammates see in him. Um, but it's been a lot of fun. I mean, those three guys, they, they go out there and, and they compete every day. Uh, they're very talented. And, you know, naturally, as they get in the system longer and longer, they start to learn it better. You know, I think that's what makes Zeon so impressive is how well he's picked up. Now, he still makes some mistakes the other two guys don't. Um, but, you know, hopefully this thing works out where he's got time to continue to learn it and, and play it exactly the way we want him to. When you look at, uh, as, as you kind of move around on the offensive side of the ball, uh, in the past, the running backs have been so successful here. And, and I think in part due to the offensive line and, sure. and because that's been very successful as well. Can you talk about the O-line this year? Uh, obviously with A.J. Gilly, that, that, that's kind of the, the, the genesis of your O-line, but uh, there has to be more than one to kind of, kind of dominate, right? Yeah, no doubt. And, and I think the thing about it this year is, um, you know, this team, which makes it fun, this team's a lot of no names, you know, and, and that's, that's kind of right where we want to be. Um, you know, you got three starters back on the O-line with Nathan Thomas, A.J. Gilly, and Jax Harrington. Um, Landon Burton, uh, who's a local product from St. Thomas Moore, yeah. but he's from New Iberia. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he was going to start last year um, and then had an injury in spring that took him out. So he's a guy we felt really strongly about all along. And those four, from right guard to left tackle, that, that group is, is, is exactly what we want. Um, and we have one spot that's 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 open for competition right now and uh which is a good thing you know you, you keep everybody on edge a little bit um but you know george jackson uh, quentin williams and uh trent murphy are all kind of competing for that spot and bryant williams has a chance as well um but that those four guys who have played quite a bit who have been in the fire um they they know that our standard was not met last year um and they've heard everybody talk about it and uh, sometimes that's the best motivator. And to have seen that group work together since January, February, um, it's, it's exciting for us because I do feel like we'll be, we'll be right back to the type of team we want to be. Where last year at times we weren't. Yeah. And we had to be creative to try to you know, maybe create some things to help those guys out a little bit. I think this year um, we should be able to run the ball much more effectively. Um, and, and that's something that certainly that's where our offense starts is, is being able to run the football. Don't go anywhere yet. We're coming back with Coach uh, when we return right here on Inside Cajun Nation. We're back in 90 seconds. Well, welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust here, the head coach of the University of Louisiana, the football program, Mike Desimo. And uh, Coach... Uh, 
it, it, it's a lot of fun, it's a lot of fun to chat with you and, and kind of get a, kind of a one on one perspective of things. Um, I had asked the players this at media day, uh, hmm. talking about the legacy of uh, of this program and how high you guys have set a standard. Um, and every one of them said, you know, yeah, hey, we didn't we didn't exactly hit where we wanted to be a year ago, but there is a standard here, and we're trying we're we're going to hit that this this season. Can you talk about that mentality of trying to, uh, you know, improve a program that has already been successful and continue to keep the bar at a at a very high level? We, you know, we've talked a lot about standards this year, um, and last year we we knew there were going to be challenges throughout it, but the standards are the standards, and um, it's good to be in a place with expectations. I mean, that's that's what you want. You yeah, know, I mean, I, I was around here for a long time when there weren't many, and that's not fun. Um, so it, it's fun to have expectations, and certainly no one expects more than we do. Um, the standard is the baseline for what's acceptable. Um, so when you talk about raising the bar, I mean, I think that's what everyone's trying to do every day. Um, there's a lot of things out there that are still left for us, right? You know, I mean, yeah, we we got to get back to winning the West first. We got to get back to win the conference championship, but we never made it to the New Year Six. Right, there's a college football playoff expansion that's coming up for the top rated group of six champion is going to get in. Um, there are things that haven't been done that we want to do. Um, and this team knows that it doesn't happen overnight. Um, doesn't mean that it's going to happen every year. You're going to have some of the ebbs and flows of it. But this team, we've we've really made no we've held no punches back. Mm -hmm. We want to win a conference championship. And that's that's what that's what's come to be expected here, and it can be done. It has been done. Um, so for us, that's really, I mean, that's the first goal every year is win the Western Division. And then once you get in that conference championship, I mean, these guys know. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's disappointing when you don't when you don't meet the expectations, you don't meet the standards. Um, and yeah, you know, I mean, last year there were a lot of things I was proud of, things that we did. But uh, as on a whole, you know yeah you came up short of what you ultimately wanted to do and so all i know how to do when that happens is you go back you put your head down you just work harder and um and that's what this team has done so that's why i'm so excited about it because uh i, I can't wait for them to get to go out there and, and go put what they've done on display and let's go see exactly where we're at sounds good speaking of uh you know defense wins championships as the old saying the old adage and and uh just with regards to your defense, I, I think uh, uh, maybe linebacker uh, is, is a strong suit. Uh, KC is, is he is that the is that the what's the strongest part of the defense? Well, hopefully, ho hopefully a lot of it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. No, yeah, I mean, I think D line linebackers. Cool. Yeah, corner safeties, <laughs> all of them. Uh, it's it's kind of funny, you know. You have a group of safeties and linebackers that uh that are that are, are not starters last year. Mm -hmm but they played almost 50-50 all year, oh, wow, okay. right? So like KC um, played really 50-50 with Chris Moncrief last year. Uh, you know, at safety, Cortland Flowers ended up starting at the end of the year. T. Lou ended up playing about 40% of snaps. Skip started three games. So you got guys that have started and that have played quite a bit. Um, and that's, I think, you know, you can hang your hat on the guys that you've seen do it, right? Right. So you feel like that's where you feel really good. Um, then you go to the D-line, you know, Sonny Hazard played great last year at times uh, towards the end of the year. Mason Norseys has been playing for a long time. He's just been behind a guy named Zion Hill, you know, so he, he didn't Pretty quite good. play as much. <laughs> um, you know, so you got some guys that have significant experience. I think the D-line 
and probably corner is where you would say, well, that's you know where you got the biggest holes to fill. Uh, on the D line, you know, I don't think you replace Zion or, or Dre, you know, one for one. You got to do it. You got to kind of spread the workload out a little bit. So we uh, we have a good group there. You know, we, we brought in a couple uh, a transfer um, and Antoine Bayless, a junior college transfer, and Kadarius Wade signed a really good high school class that I think some of those guys will play this year. And then, you know, Nigel McGriff has turned the corner. Uh, Jordan Lawson started and played really well for us last year before he got hurt. You know, I already talked about Mason, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, Marcus Weiser. You know I mean? You got a handful of guys in there that you feel like you got a good two deep. You need some third guys that can roll in there and take 10 or 15 plays a game. Uh, and then at corner, you know, Caleb Anderson played a lot last year. Started some games for us early in the year. Keon Martin is coming along a little bit. You know, you got a you got a handful of guys in there that we some of them that have been there that haven't played a bunch. Uh, like you know, Amir McDaniel who played well, but this year's got a bigger role. Uh, and then you got some new ones. You know, Shadwell and Cuba. You know, Glenn Brown. Some of those guys that have looked really good so far. So uh, it's the defense. I know everyone looks at it and says, well, you know, you, you you don't have many starters coming back. We do have over 30, 30 guys who've played significant snaps last sure. year. So you have some experience. You've got to see them do it a little bit. Uh, now it's just time for them to do it on a little bit, you know, on a little bit higher level. Talk a little bit about the schedule, if you would. Uh, I really like this schedule. I think it's it's favorable to your team. I think you guys have an opportunity to make a little noise in the Sun Belt. You got uh, obviously some some very competitive games. Uh, Troy and Southern Miss going to be fun to uh, kind of talk uh, play, play those games out. Uh, but but. What, what do you think of the schedule as, as the head man? I mean, do you look at the the, the cliche is one game at a time, but I, I, just in general as a whole, I mean, it seems like a pretty uh, favorable schedule for 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 your for your team. You know, for us more than anything, it's not necessarily about who's on the schedule. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because at the end of the day, what dictates wins and losses is, is you know when you take care of your own business and what you do. Sure. Um, what we look at more is kind of the setup, you know, us having a bye week right in the middle of the year is a good thing. You know, that, that comes at a good time typically. Um, you know, I like the fact that most of our games are on Saturdays. You, you get a, a normal routine. I mean, we haven't had a normal bye week um, <laughs> since 2018. Yeah. Uh, we had a bye week week two, which is not a good setup, um, but we had a bye <laughs> week week two. And we haven't had a normal bye week since then. Um, that that gives the guys routine um, and I think any we're all creatures of habit and I think sure. the more routine that you have the better off it is uh, you know certainly we do have the one Thursday night game against Southern Miss at home that's a huge deal uh, you know that's that's a that's that's one of the greatest things about this conference is them bringing some of these schools like that in here uh, but as far as as who you play you know that's year to year I mean especially now I mean shoot with you know, you don't know who still has what players anymore. I mean, you're at this time in the summer when you're doing summer scout, you're trying to figure out well who's still there, who did they sign in the transfer portal. You know, I mean, it's right. you're gonna figure all that out when you get there. But uh, no, I mean, our schedule is schedule is schedule is a schedule for us. You know, it's yeah. it's always more at this point. It's always way more about what we're doing right now to get ready to go play those games. And, um, you know, and certainly as cliched as it is, it really is just about the first one. You know, I mean, you can't get to, to, to win number two if you don't have win number one. Sure. All right, Coach. Thanks so much for your time. Appreciate you, as always. That's Coach Mike Desimo, uh, the head coach of the University of Louisiana and the Raging Cajuns. Get things kicked off September 2nd.
at home, right? Northwestern State That's coming right. to town for the Herbert Hyman Classic. Uh, and uh, we look forward to that contest. Coach, thanks for your time. Thanks, That's going to do it for this edition of Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks so much for staying up with us. We'll see you next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation.